Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Put on mute. Like, Jenna Elfman is our guest, and she won't shut yeah, up. We're having to talk over there. her. There we go. Quiet, Jenna. The uh, the noise you're hearing in the background is the AC. If it's uh, it'll turn off in a minute, it'll turn off in a minute. Um, but I'm we're getting to the point this summer where we may not turn it off. Yeah. When we record, uh, it's not bad outside right now, but um, this is the Midwest. Yeah. It gets hot here. It's funny, it went from winter to immediately summer. We missed spring completely. We went from winter to wet for like a week, and then summer. Mm-hmm. And that is summer with muggy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm very annoyed. Amazing. No biting, we're not biting. Maisie. <laughs> you crazy little buffoon. Um, hi folks, I'm Tim. Hi. Hi. Dustin. And this is Maisie. And Maisie's gnawing on my face, my my body now. And uh, this is Apocalypse Now. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you guys caught uh, our second night of Dustin tweeting the yes. show as we watch it. Um, some really funny tweets tonight. Not so live, almost live tweeting. Live-ish. Uh, and then uh, I retweeted some of those and, and liked quite a few of them. And we had a few other people who retweeted stuff. I saw some folks yeah. were retweeting, uh, which was great. More of that. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, we can use all the help we can get. Get yes, the message definitely. out there. Um, follow us on iTunes, podcast.com, which is where our website, or which is where the podcast lives, and it goes out into the world with all the other podcast places. But um, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Um, we are watching Fear the Walking Dead right now, mm-hmm. and it's great. This episode was ninety. 4.7% really, really good. 94.7? I would I Okay, sure. There is 5.3%, and it happens oh, yeah. with a particular set of circumstances that don't make any sense. It was so frustrating because this episode, for all my, you know, for last week, all my qualms about where the show was going, uh, or where it looked like it might be going, to have an episode like this, which was. Something really, mm-hmm. very well written, very well shot, it, beautiful yeah. performances. I mean, just fantastic stuff. Um, and I kept looking over at you and going, they're going to destroy him. Yeah. This show is going to kill John Dory because mm-hmm. John Dory is a nice, kind human being. And this show hates nice, kind human beings. It hates them with a passion. Uh, but, oh, and I really, really enjoyed significant portions of this episode. Yeah, I liked it a lot. So, so we're back in the past, spending some time with John Dory. And, uh, he has the worst alarm clock <laughs> ever. He's got, he's got his clock hooked up to one of those singing bass that sings, Take me to the river. Yes. Jump me in the water. 
And uh, so he, that's how he wakes up every single morning, and he doesn't think it's awful, which, you know, is a strike against him in my mind. Well, but, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's alone. Yeah. And it's a voice. Right, because he spends, like, all of his lines for, like, the first 15 minutes of the show are him talking to himself. Playing, playing Scrabble with himself, essentially. Which I thought was really interesting. Well, I mean, it's... it's. On uh, one hand, it's really, really hard to talk about what happens during this episode. Because so much of it is up until um, Laura, quote-unquote, Laura mm-hmm. arrives. Um, he's by himself. Right. And he's just going through the motions of his day. And you see that... He's got a little house, and it's down by the river, and the, every couple of days a zombie washes up, and he goes out, and he takes jumps, care of it, comes back inside, and plays Scrabble, and watches movies, yeah. and, and just has this very quiet, little, isolated world, um, and, you know, he goes out, and he, he says words, you know, random words, and... Right. Ow. There's a, there's a dog leaping around she, on the she couch. She decided that she needed to jump into our lap. Because this is Maisie the zombie dog. I mean, yes. she's, she's going to be part of this. So, anyway, um, yeah. So, John Dory's wandering around, and he's doing his thing, and he's not having, you know, a great time. But it could be worse. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it would be nice if there was another person around. And, uh... After a while. Oh, except for, um, he has a moat. Which, like, seriously, how long, why is it that we are, uh, nine years and a full spin-off into Fear the Walking, or the Walking <laughs> Dead universe, and this is the first time somebody's been like, you know it would be fun? Let's dig up a hole in the ground, let the walkers fall in that. So, I was looking at that and thinking to myself... This is a very, very practical person. Yeah. This is, I mean, he's not, and basically, John Dory is kind of like Walking Dead Jesus, even though there's a character on the show named Jesus. Right. On, on the regular The Walking Dead. But on Fear of the Walking Dead, if we needed a character to be a contrast to pretty much every other human being on this show. Right. It's John Dory. And he's got this little monastic life. This isolated when the when the world intrudes, he's got ways to keep the world out in a way that is not. I mean, he's clearly lonely, but he's not going. You know, mm. he's not going to wake up in the middle of the night and find a, a walker leaning over his bed. He's very practical and he's very right. sensible. And I was just like, this guy is. This guy is fantastic. He's mm. so doomed. Right. He's a, he's a, just a decent kind of dude. A sweetheart living out in the in the woods, and this show eats those guys up for breakfast. The only thing that he has going for him is he is a sharpshooter. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, he's a he's a he's a police trained uh, cowboy trick shooting son of a gun. Well, he's he's. Going through his routine, and he hears this noise outside, and he figures it's just another walker. Mm-hmm. And he goes out, and he, there's somebody in the canoe in the in the the boat there. And he's like, comes out, and he's like, "Huh? Oh, wait, this one's alive." Uh oh. He's like, "Miss, Miss, are you okay?" And 
and he takes her inside and and discovers that she's got a big cut in her side and mm-hmm. she's kind of kind of out of it kind of there and he's like, telling her what he's going to do he's like well, i got to look at the wound got to see yeah, you, you need know to clean your wound up so that you can you know and so she's like it's okay fine and then the next morning she wakes up and and she's you know ready to like escape well he wakes up and like his house has got tossed <laughs> <laughs> And she's not around, and the house has been tossed, and he runs outside. She's in his car, and she's, like, looking for the keys, and he's like... They're in the place where everyone in horror movies puts them. They're yeah. in the visor. And she's like, what? And he's like, they're in the visor. Mm-hmm. You're going to leave. That's where they are. And she's like, she pulls him out, and he goes, transmission's kind of kind of off. You know, yeah. don't, don't put it in reverse if you can avoid it, because you'll be stuck there. And, mm-hmm. and she tries to start the car, and it won't turn over and he goes oh it, it needs a new battery <laughs> and i looked over at you and i went dustin there's a car on a walking dead show that doesn't have a working battery how did this happen it's because it's, you know it's well just... because we needed we needed him to be able to keep laura around yeah well and the funny thing about the name laura is that he names her later, later like she's a pet which we we won't you know, that's a little weird, but we're not going to worry too much about it. Well, I don't think he names her so much as a pet. It's just that she won't tell him. She's not telling him her name, and he has to call her something. Mm-hmm. So, he, I mean, with a pet, you don't look at your pet and go... I mean, you didn't look at Maisie and go, Maisie, would you like to... Can I call you Maisie? You look like, your name is Maisie. You're my dog. Right. And Maisie was like, whatever, human. <laughs> and, hey, Maisie, chewing on my arm. Um... This is why we said Maisie's the zombie dog, because she will eat you, given up an opportunity, and she's not tall enough to go over the brains. Right. Uh, if she was taller, we'd be in trouble. So anyway, they spend a couple of days with him kind of helping her recover. Mm-hmm. And in that time, he, you know, goes about his daily life, and he has to, like, stitch her up. Here's something that I liked that happened that uh, happens on these shows all the time, and it was seems like almost like a given that people are able to just like stitch themselves up, stitch up major wounds. Mm-hmm. And at first, Laura takes the thing like she's going to do it, and then she's like, "I can't do this. Could you please do this for me?" Yeah. And it's like, "Oh, good. Somebody is going to not try and stitch up their own wound." Which is always crazy. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a very quiet episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, there's so much of it is just this 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 weirdness of the world has basically come to an end. The mm-hmm. dead have risen and are killing and eating people. And here's this very nice, pleasant guy who she doesn't know mm-hmm. and she doesn't trust. And there's clearly. You know, she talks a little bit about the settlement she was at. Right. And she has to leave. And she has to be on her way. And and as much as she admits, you know, she was she was a nurse. And he's like, okay. And she doesn't really... He, they talk about, you know, what... You know, I used to be a trick shooter at a, at a Wild West yeah. show. And, and that's all he really says. And, and so there's this kind of weird dance they're doing around each other where... He's so clearly starved for human contact. Right. And here's this beautiful woman who has suddenly come in and to, to his world and yet she's going, I'm I'm gonna leave. Mm-hmm. Like, as okay. soon as my as soon as my 
wound is healed enough, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm out of here as soon as my wound is healed enough. And he says, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you do what you got to do. And one day he's like, okay, I, I got to go to the store. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? He's like, well, it's a store that I go, go to. to. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Tuesdays, Tuesdays. I got to the store on Tuesdays. And, like, uh, he goes to, they take her to the store, and he, like, you know, tells her, oh, well, there was some construction. Oh, well, we, we skipped over a part. The zombies, the walkers, keep washing up on the beach. Mm-hmm. In front, or not the beach, the riverfront in front of his house. And they, he can't really kind of figure out why. He said it's kind of just started. And, uh, and so, as they're paddling down the river to go to the store, he notices that there's a big hole in a, in a fence on a bridge, and the walkers keep falling through it. And, uh, and, and she's like, well, there's your problem. And he's like, oh, okay, well, we've got to fix that. And uh, then they go to the store. So it's like, here's, a, here's our foreshadowing of things that are going to happen. Well, and, and at this point, looking at what's going on at the bridge, this makes sense, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a hole in the bridge, and in, in the railing, and the zombies wandering down the side of the bridge fall through the hole. Right. Okay, perfectly fine. I am on, Five I am, or six zombies at a time. I am yeah. on board with this. Right. We're good, we're good with that. We will come so, back to the bridge later. So anyway, they go to the store, and he's like telling well, the, the road construction was started, and so the... Uh, uh, store nobody's been before the whole thing started. The road the road was closed for construction, and so I haven't seen anybody at the store since since then. And I don't know what happened to the owner, but he still like goes in and like only takes the things that he needs. And he picks up videos from their video collection and he records it on the law. Yeah, basically <laughs> that he's checked he's he's rented the video, uh, and then he leaves a comment about whether or not he liked the film. <laughs> and I say we're looking at this going. John Dory is is so Perfect. nice and so kind. Sweet. Oh my god, good. this show is going to murder him. I don't know. He's He's got the sharpshooter skills. I know, but I'm so afraid because the Walking Dead universe is not kind to the good. Right. So, yeah, and I've also it helped. Now we know what the people in this universe watch. They don't have zombie <laughs> movies. It's old, you know, movies from the 40s. Which I'm on board with, too. Yeah. Well, so we also see that... that Laura, Laura, quote unquote, uh, has gathering up a whole bunch of stuff, and I mean John's going through it. He's picking up like one thing off a shelf at a time, mm-hmm. you know, with the idea that somebody might else might come along. Yeah, needs these things, and so he's taking only what he needs, and she's taking this huge pile of duct tape and saran wrap and rulers, mm-hmm. and he's looking at her, and she kind of goes over and she starts assembling these things on a shelf next to the bandages. And the medicals, and you know what medical supplies are on this shelf, and she goes. People don't think about this stuff in a crisis, mm-hmm. and when you know you're not, you don't think outside the box and go, "I need this and this and this." So they're going to be here. Mm-hmm. So if they need them, there they are. And he's like, "Huh, very smart, Laura." So then they go back to the bridge and they they reattach some of the the fencing, mm-hmm. and then they move a jeep in front of the big hole. Well, first they move up the... This is actually two separate times here. Oh, right. Yeah, they do go twice. The first time they put up metal sheeting, and then um, you see this walker coming down the road, and they kind of do this this 
I exchange, mm-hmm. and and she goes off to kill the walker. And the look on John's face when she does this, because it's not even like you know a discussion. They just look at each other yeah. and and they can read each other. And she goes off and does it. And there's a level of communication there. And then, you know, they're having these little moments together where there's you know he's teaching her how to fish, and mm-hmm. and then you see another walker come down yeah. the river, and they go back up, and there's a hole in in the metal sheeting. And it's like, okay, well, where, how'd the hole end up there? Mm-hmm. And there's more walkers flying through. It's like, okay, all right, whatever. So then they decide to move the Jeep and block right. the hole. And while they're doing this, he looks over and he sees that Jenna's got... Jenna. <laughs> Jenna. Dharma. Dharma, Jenna. Laura. Has got one of his guns. Tucked into her belt, into her pants, mm-hmm. and he pulls it out and goes, "No, I told you not to go through my stuff, and and don't, you know, I, I don't want you to use these yeah. guns." And she's like, "Why not?" And he's like, "Because they don't solve problems. Yeah. They are problems." And he goes, "Besides, it'll draw all the dead to us." And she's like, "Well, that's just stupid." And he's like, "No, my guns. Yeah. Back off. Stop touching." And um. Basically, at this point, all the walkers show up. Or no, it's the walker with the machete stuck through it. Yeah. I looked over at you and I went, there's where the red machete ended up. Except the handle of that machete. No, I was, yeah, obviously. Uh, Uh, Fine. Try to be funny and nobody thinks I'm funny. Um, Dustin's the funny one, I know. Anyway. The funny one. (laughs) So she's like, shoot it. And he's like, no. And she's like, you have a gun. And he's like, shut up. <laughs> Leave me alone. Stop it. And he ends up stabbing the the, the walker. And, and a lot of times. A lot of times. And you see blood spurting everywhere. And and you were like, John Dory has some emotions. Yeah, There's he's some... having some feelings. And they go back to the house and they're cleaning the blood off. And John is like, I really don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And she's like, no, I really think we need to talk about it. And she asks him what the deal is. And he had already told her she was a cop. He was a cop too earlier. And she says, it "Was this about being a cop? Did you shoot somebody?" And he goes, "Yeah." She goes, "Was it a bad person? Was it a good person or a bad person?" And he goes, "Well, you could say it was a bad person, but it doesn't matter." Yeah. And the short version of the story is he interrupted a robbery. He didn't. He wasn't even on duty. He was coming back from from a trick shooting show, and and interrupted a robbery. That's important. Yeah, because so he's basically, and this is somebody who, with we've seen already that he has shooting skill. Yeah, and we she has not seen it. She doesn't know where he is with this, but in terms of in terms of how good he is, but. He talks about the fact that he's been a he's a marksman, uh, and <clears throat> so he's just going to wing the kid, the kid yeah. who's robbing the store, and the kid turns and he blows a hole in his leg, and there's a really you know, fairly sizable artery that runs down your leg, and the kid bled out. Mm-hmm. And she goes, "Is that why you? Is that why you moved up here?" And he goes, "No, I moved up here because everyone thought I was a hero, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I couldn't, you know, and." It's a really good scene. I mean, the character right. interactions between these two this episode is really, really good. Right. Mm-hmm. 
there was a scene, and we left this out. I don't know. I don't know how we could have left this out. Earlier, while they are sitting on the couch watching movies together, and eating popcorn, and he's dozed off. All right. And she looks over at him, and he opens his eyes, and she's just sitting there looking at him, and she said, "I lost a child." And she gets up and walks away. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know what to say. But it's a very raw, very you know, powerful admission from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, did you get the sense that it was her child or if it was a child as a nurse? Don't know. Well, because um, yeah. earlier when, when Madison found her at the place, she uses the... She said, "She says we found a little girl here. We found a girl here. Are you looking for a girl?" And at first, Naomi looked really like, like reclaimed. Like maybe they, you know, did find someone. I think that she lost an actual legitimate human child. Well, I think it's a human child one way or the other. But I'm just I'm thinking if it's before. No, or I think after that it was. The, it has to have been the apocalypse. This. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't know. It, it's you're you're probably right. So, they both go to bed, right? And she's he's basically erected this little. Uh, it happened one night barrier, right, between the two of them, and they hear this noise, and he gets up and he walks out into the porch, and sees that all the zombies are there, right? Because apparently. People putting a a jeep in front of a big hole in a fence in a, on a bridge is like a real affront to zombies because they were all like every single walker in the area was like screw this jeep yeah. like <laughs> why they that was something that and this is that you know that five point yeah five percent five point three percent thing that just drives me nuts because it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's why did they do that? And then when they all rush down the river, they all converge on John's house. Right. And they're asleep. They're not making noise. Yeah, there's no noise. They, they would have just, they wouldn't have walked up to the house like they did. They would. I mean, like one or two of them might have, but it's like this wall of zombies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is going on? And it's really cool and really dramatic. And it's a neat scene. Because all of a sudden there's all these zombies like there, mm-hmm. and it's very dramatic, and it just was like, why is this? This the writer said this was going to happen. Yes, and if if you have one takeaway from any of the the Zompocalypse Now podcasts, is that a, the hand of the writer? <laughs> yes, we don't like it when you can tell that it was just something the writer was like, well, we got to do this because that's what's happened. Yeah, no, oh, just oh, it's so frustrating because the rest of the episode is so good. So, anywho, um, they go out and start whacking them, whacking at the walkers. Right. And, uh, and they're doing okay, except for Laura and John Dory get, uh, separated. There's like five or six walkers in between them. And because all the walkers have decided to arrive, they're filling up John's little moat. Yeah. So it's not a defense anymore when they're full of zombies. Right. Although I have to say that the scene of the zombie walking across the other zombies... To get that was kind of cool. It was kind of cool, except for the fact that that zombie was like being awfully ginger uh-huh. with the walk. He's like, oh, don't step on my fellow actors here too hard. That's what it looked like. Right. But, 
But so, it's still. So Laura is overwhelmed, and mm-hmm. there's like a bunch of walkers all converging on her, and she trips and falls into the moat, and they all kind of fall on top of her, and she's screaming for help, and then all of a sudden he's there with his six shooters, and he's like, bang, 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 bang. And he's literally killing every walker around her with like perfect shots. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's the only the only one he hesitates on is the one who is too close initially to shoot without being in fear of hitting her in the head. Right. And as soon as there is even enough of a space, he pulls the trigger. Right. And it just it's perfect. I mean, it's perfect shooting. And. And Tim looked at me and goes, there were more than 12 walkers. Because <laughs> yeah. you, had, you had just looked over at me and went, how many walkers are there? All right, yeah. And Because it was, I mean, they're all the walkers. And yet, 12 shots and they're all dead. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure. And maybe if you go back and we did go back and do a head count, which we're not going to do. We never do. But it just looked a little weird. I have had the AC off. Since we started, and it has still not gone off. It's warm yeah. in, in the Midwest right now. It's not too bad outside, but your house is kind of like my apartment. It's like during the winter, you leave the heater running for a while, and you can turn it off, and it doesn't feel too bad. You turn the summer, you turn the AC off, and it gets hot. Right. My apartment's a box. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, um, that night... After they've cleaned up, after she she's very excited that he's rescued her, saved her life, and uh, so they he's sitting there watching a movie, and she comes to sit next to him, and he gets up, and like you, you go ahead, you watch it, I'm fine, I'll go, I'm gonna go outside, and she's like, why, what's wrong, what's happening, and and he's like, no, nope, it's fine, I'm going, and she's like, no, talk to me, and he says, I think I'm in love with you. And you're going to leave soon. I didn't want to tell you. That's why I don't want to tell you. Or I love you. He says I love you. But, you know, this is... I, I'm so I'm so jaded and sad in my brain and heart. <laughs> because I'm like... As soon as he's like, I love you. And I didn't want to tell you because I know you're leaving. I was like, shut the fuck up, John Dory. <laughs> She's been there for two weeks, maybe three. You did not fall in love with her. I think in that sense that, I mean, John was, John was clearly lonely. Yeah. And so whether or not it's a true, deep, passionate love, it is the closest thing he's got to love right now. Right. There's an intimacy. They've intimates. They've, They've become intimate together. Yes. Emotionally intimate. And, and she's going to leave and she's never been... She has never been shy about saying that she's going as to leave. As soon as she gets the opportunity. And John has never told her not to go. Right. He's, He's always, always said, <laughs> as soon as you're ready, as soon as you go, okay, let's go. And then he goes, if you feel like you have to be alone, I will leave. If you stay here, if you promise me that you will stay here where it's safe, I will go. And so you don't have to be alone. Or you can be alone but you'll at least be in a safe spot. And that way I know, like, that That way I'll know that there's some life left in the world. Because with you in the world, there is life in the yeah. world. And I don't want, I don't want to lose that. And she kisses him. Mm-hmm. And they have a discreet, because, is there ever been a Walking Dead sex scene? Um, 
Rick and Michelle. Oh yeah, the there was that one, right? And yeah. then Shane and, and 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 Andrea and Shane and Lori both got it on, and then, um, uh, yeah, there've been a couple. Yeah, it's been a while, uh, and so, but it's very discreet and very sweet. Yeah, to the point. It's a fade to black. His, yeah, he puts his shirt back on after when he wakes <laughs> up in the morning. He's got it on, and it's like, come on, Garrett Dillahunt, we all know. We all know that there's some sick go sick body going on underneath. Yeah, unfortunately, he wakes up alone. Yeah, and he wakes up to the sound of the fish singing. So, yes, and he looks over, and the bed is empty. And he walks out to the porch, and he sees that the boots that she would not put on are gone. Right, and her sneakers are left on the porch, and she spelled out on the Scrabble Scrabble tiles, "I love you too. I'm sorry." And then we see that he's been telling the story. Right, to Morgan. To Morgan. And Morgan says, she loved you. She loved you too. And you have to believe that. Mm -hmm. And John's like, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe Alicia is right, and maybe it's just the best we just... Just fighting and killing us all that's left. And Morgan goes, look me in the eye and tell me you believe that. He's I, like, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. I believe in goodness and love and, 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 you know, a life of future and hope. And we're like, no, John, don't say it out loud. Yeah. The Walking Dead universe hates you. <clears throat> and they get up and they walk away. And it's, it's, that's where the episode ends. And it's, this was a very slow paced episode. Yeah. But. I really, really liked it. It reminded me a little bit of early Mad Men. You know, where it was, you know, so well thought out and every conversation meant something. And and you would sit there and you'd watch the hour. Like, and I'm talking like seasons two and three, or one and two and three of Mad Men, not... Well, Not the later seasons. Where, where it was character building yeah. and world building and basically establishing, you know, where people, where the boundaries of people existed. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> because, I mean, you get the sense, you in just this period of time, if, you, if this was the first exposure you had uh, to these two characters, and then you went back and had, you know, if, if this was the first episode of the show. Right. Of this season, and then you met John in, in second episode, you'd be like, "I know this character," mm-hmm. and we already have a sense of him—a pretty strong sense of him because Garrett Dillahunt is a really very good actor, mm-hmm. and so you've already got that sense of it from what we've seen so far. But you, just watching this, you know who this character is, right? And so we're talking in maybe like an hour total in, out of four episodes. Four episodes, five episodes. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, where I mean, we know who this character is. There's no question of who this man is. We know where his uh, emotional vulnerabilities are. Mm-hmm. We know, you know, his strength of character, his moral code. You know, this stuff is very, very clear. Right. And and because he wore sweatpants tonight, we know he's got a real juicy booty. <laughs> I yes, kind of well. figured that because I watched all of Raising Hope, and that dude on Raising Hope like was shirtless at least 
every other episode. Well, see, some eye candy for Dustin. Yes. Well, Naomi, I think intentionally we don't have that sense of her. Yeah. Uh, because throughout all of this, she doesn't tell John her real name. Um, when he sends her on the way, he sends her, well, he gives her one of the guns right. to take with him. So we know that she kept it, but that doesn't mean anything. It's just, a, it's a weapon. Um, it doesn't, you know, it's not a nostalgia thing or, you know, an emotion thing. Um, she didn't give really any information about her past except from being a nurse, having lost a child, being at a settlement. But that was it. Right. There was no detail. We haven't gotten much more of than that with her interactions at the ballpark. Right. And at the end of the episode, he has the his second... He has both guns again, so... Right. Um, I... But I'm now of the belief, like, I... You know, I had said earlier in the season, after Nick died, that I was like, I don't think anybody is alive. Unless, unless we see those people alive, I don't think that those people are alive. And I have now changed my mind. Mm-hmm. I think that there... Especially because... Especially... Because Strand and Alicia said that they were overrun in some way and that no one made it out but them. I don't think that's the truth. I think that's the truth as they believe it. Mm -hmm. I think that that's what they saw. But I think that Naomi got out and I think Madison got out uh, and are together somewhere doing something. And we are not going to find out what that is until the mid-season break. I think you're probably right, at least I certainly hope you're right in the case of Naomi. I want Madison to be alive, but like I said, I have this horrible fear that they're going to take the show back, turn these characters back into the, you know... Well, here's what, here's, here's what I vengeful think. Vengeful nihilist. Here's, here's kind of what I think is going to happen. Pray tell. I think we're going to get the reveal, I think we might even, we might get the reveal that at least Naomi is alive earlier. Mm -hmm. I feel like that might happen. Because then, because we've just got this really good John Dory, Naomi slash Laura episode. Right. And so then that'll be like, oh, she's alive. And then so we'll be working our way towards, you know, because there, she's will have been taken prisoner by the vultures or something or pulled into their community or somehow like she's going to be with them and so they're going to all converge on that moment in time and it's going to be a Beth thing again. Oh god. Where oh, no. where Naomi dies oh. in a way that like John Dory is on the other side of the door or, or she's going to get bit in and because we can't have nice things. Because we can't have fucking nice things, Tim Harvey. Because The Walking Dead hates goodness, kindness, and sweetness. Right. Ugh. Fear of the Walking Dead is worse at it than The Walking Dead. It's hard. Oh, it's so frustrating. Um, you know what? I, I'm afraid you're probably right. I really don't want you to be right. I would... I'm... And then and then, then Madison's going to have the red machete. <laughs> Madison's going to have it. She's gonna be like, because oh, Madison. What? Madison cannot be killed. Madison's like, I'm, a, I'm here to cut you with this thing. Madison's, Madison's deep, dark, cold, merciless heart will not be destroyed. 
Uh, yeah, I, you know, you're probably right. And I just, I really, really, really am liking the fact that we have characters on this show this season who are expressing hope and not being naive about it. They're being, they're being smart and sensible and yet they're still able to be hopeful. Right. And I'm, we've spent three years on this show and eight years on the other show having that ground out of every character. Right. And I just, it was so nice to see it and I still want to see more of it. I, Cause I think it's, I think you can still tell these stories with characters who are not full of, all the, you know, everything's going to die. Yes. Um, you know, burn the world. You know, I just, they, I, there's more to this than that. I And this episode proves it. I'm sorry. This is, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the most sentimental human being on the planet, but I like moments like this. Ah, uh, frustrating. What? You're pretty sentimental. I said I am not the most sentimental. You're like... I am not the most sentimental. I have I, a cynic's I heart. wonder what the most sentimental person on the planet would look like. That's <laughs> gotta be hard. That's oh, gotta they be are, a hard They are life. constantly just in tears. They get up in the morning and they tear up. <laughs> because the, the sun. sun is so beautiful. Look at the way, look at that cockroach across the, the the wall. And they cry themselves to sleep at night because the moon reflects the light so beautifully. And the wind, the wind, Dustin, the wind, it moves through the trees like bells. Yeah, no, I'm not. See, I told you I'm not the most. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, if dear. I wasn't, if I wasn't plagued by writer's block. And creative constipation, I would write that short, and we would never film it, because I'd never have time to do that. Well, I, I better you better get over the writer's block, because I have a thing I want to talk to you about, that, uh, that may be a tie-in with this show. Oh, no. Maybe. I have, I have some thoughts. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. This is, uh, I, I guess, maybe a potential future spoiler for, for stuff that we may be doing here on the show, uh, or connected with the show in the future. I got some ideas. But anyway, that's it for the episode. Yeah. And our thoughts on the episode this week. Uh, obviously, we would love to hear what you think. Do you think John Dory is basically walking dead Jesus and um, should be preserved and kept and somebody, for the love of God, protect John Dory's poor, fragile worldview? Well, he's with Morgan. I don't think there's a better place for him to be. That's true. Um, and do you think that uh, 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 Naomi is dead? Mm. So we'd love to hear from you. Um, obviously, you can find us on podcast.com, which is the, uh, the, the podcast lives. Uh, but also, a lot of you listen to us on iTunes. Right. Uh, if you could leave us a rating or a comment on iTunes. iTunes does not give information to podcast uh, people about how many people are listening. So if you could let us know that you're there, that'd be great. Comments and, and ratings are great. If you could do that, that would be fantastic. Uh, find us on Facebook, Zompocalypse Now. Find us on Twitter, Zompocalypse Now. Every week... Dustin tweets out some awesome stuff. He's well, very clever. Two weeks in a row. That's true. Well, we, it's every week since we started the Twitter account. True. There true. you go. So, yeah. Follow and us there. Week continuing, I'm hopefully. Hopefully. We would love to love to interact with you on, on, on 
all the social media as well. So we will be back next week with more Zone Apocalypse Now. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And thank you, Maisie. We'll see you guys next week. Apocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey. All rights reserved.